Where did he come from? Where did he go? Where did he die from? Wendigo Joe. We're talking the penultimate episode of Sleepy Hollow Season 3 at AfterBuzz. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back in a second. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hey there, sleepyheads. Welcome back to AfterBuzz TV for the Sleepy Hollow After Show. I'm your host, Zach Wilson, <laughs> and I am dealing with some... This is way more interesting than everything else that happened today. Um, guys, thanks so much for joining us. This is the penultimate episode, episode 317 of Sleepy Hollow. Uh, and we are going to talk about everything about Delaware. Yeah, Delaware! Uninteresting We're place in to live. Delaware. Wayne's World reference. Well, for, before we start talking about the episode, uh, you guys can follow me, tweet me, that Zach Wilson. My panel today. I'm 123JackieB on Instagram, my website, and Twitter. And I'm going to spread some self awareness by giving you my Twitter, which is at Stephen Lemieux, S T P H E N L E M I E U X. Yeah. All right. So, uh,. <laughs> Overall impressions, guys. This we this is the second to last episode of the season. Potentially the show because we have not been, uh, we've not heard anything about renewals yet. So what do you guys think? Well, if you keep removing characters that the fans like, you might not get renewed. Wait, what character did they remove that we liked? Uh, remember Captain Irving? Remember yeah, him? He I was remember in him. Season one, and then no more. Oh yeah, they cut his head off. Yeah, yeah. So and remember oh, no, that, that Captain Irving. I was remember the of... other character that had his head cut off, and then they got rid of him. You mean John Noble? Oh no, <laughs> the headless horseman. <laughs> you meant no, uh, Ichabod's son. Oh yeah, no, Katrina. No, not Katrina. No. She never lost her. Oh, we're talking about Joe. We're talking about Joe. Got it. Well, okay. we were leading up to Joe. Oh, yeah. Got it. Okay, so yeah, we we lost Joe in this episode. Um, I'm so bitter it, we're, and ranty we're in over that. Full on war with the hidden one, and Abby and Ichabod have ventured into the catacombs. The catacombs. catacombs. To catacombs. find an unanticipated uh, buddy. You know, the catacombs <laughs> has turned into like the time chamber from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Where, like, you go in to train, and only one year has passed on the outside, but then there's, like, a malfunction, and you go into train, and you're there for three months, and suddenly 200 years has passed on the outside. So I guess it, dif different rooms have different time... Speeds. Spatial laws. Yeah. Things. It, that is an interesting point, that, like... Abby was there for what was it total like a couple weeks in the real world? Yeah, in the real world. And she world, thought, and she, was she, thought for, she was there for years. For years, whereas Betsy Ross was in the time chambers for of the catacombs like. for she thought a few months. Yeah, and it has been two hundred years. Yes. Maybe she was just sleeping though. I mean, powerful Nyquil or something. Rip <laughs> Betsy. I mean, you could argue that they just both had no sense of time because there was no, there's no sleep. You're not eating. There's no sense of day and night. Betsy was like, yeah, Washington will leave in just one minute. 200 years later. <laughs> I also, like, there There are things in Sleepy Hollow now that you're they're plot holy and they need to fill them in. Like, why was Washington okay with just putting a new Betsy, like a fake Betsy Ross out there instead of going back and saving actual Betsy They also Ross. have not established where the new Betsy Ross came from, right? 
Or was then, that just Washington lying? That was Washington lying. And so then like he it's just like, found another person yeah. and was like, you're Betsy Ross now. Well, but why, if you have the power to do all these things, why not go back and save like your main operative if you know she's just literally stuck in a room? Well, I think the idea is that he doesn't know how to get in there. Yeah. Um, because the way that he got it open, they said, was not working anymore. Well, so he, he didn't know how to get her out. But And then why was he, why, like... Then why, why was, was he using her her sword to get out of there? Because obviously now she didn't use her sword to get out of there. I think the idea is that this her sword got lodged in. Oh, what are you talking about? No, they she put her sword down outside of the door, and then he grabbed her sword when he was leaving, and then. Why would you put your sword down outside the door when Why? you don't know if there's bad guys Because inside? you're about to get a pretty cool scepter with like plus three to all stats. So you don't really need a sword. <laughs> um, it wasn't. It doesn't make sense. Guys, it makes sense. An Her iron sword... sword is useless once you have a magic staff. I know. You're fighting undead, well, okay? You, you need plus three holy. You put it down once you get the magic staff. You don't no, put it down don't way have outside extra, the room. You don't have an extra weapon slot, Jackie. It does six to 14 damage of plot holy damage. Um... No, so he put she put the sword down outside the door, and then he grabs her sword when he leaves, so that's why her sword was lodged, because Washington escaped through the well. It wasn't Betsy right. who escaped through the well, it was Washington. It still doesn't explain why her sword Washington, got out of her hands. Washington, seven foot tall, fucking killing like for fun. Teddy, 20 If you haven't nicks. heard the song Washington, Washington... <laughs> I mentioned it throughout the after He'll show. Save children, just not, not the, the British, British children. Right. Well, well, let's let's go through the the journey into the catacombs. Um, the journey into Delaware. Well, we have a they, random, inexplicable zombie. I I will I, say this, I guess it started out good though. He's British. They all come back to life. <laughs> but it started out Haven't like you when watched they're Sherlock. I did when they're that. when they're journeying down the Delaware and like they've got the flag and she I starts to scene. sing. I was just like, yes, I, this I, is gonna be fun. We are on the River Styx now. Like that's cool. This is what yeah, I wanted from Sleepy sick. Hollow all these years. Ichabod Nabby rolling rowing down the River Styx. He's with got an American his leg, flag in tow. He's got his leg up, identical to Washington in the painting. Like it's it's so ridiculous that it's perfect. It's so perfect because literally it could be is on a ship. So <laughs> that's why I found it perfect. They literally shipped Ichabod. They literally yeah. shipped Ichabod. Right. But I also I also like, you know, when they she makes the funny comment where she's like, uh, if this doesn't work, we're just two people singing the national anthem on a boat. <laughs> I love stuff like that. Yeah. I love stuff that like that. That was cute. That like and I I thought we were going some like I, it, it seemed like we were off to a good start. And then we find the half of Washington's crew, like, murdered, but intact. Murdered, but intact. They're one they of them in is time. a zombie because he has a zombie jewel. That better come into play later. Otherwise, I'm like, why is there literally one guy who has a zombie jewel? Because he was the neck? one. Because the British who was were the known spy. for zombie jewels. Didn't you hear Ichabod, Jackie? No, this was a war against the Hessians, which used messed up things like that. They brought back yeah. the headless horsemen. I don't see out around the outside the realm of possibilities to say like, okay, well, in case they find out you're a spy, we're gonna give you this thing that makes you come back to life to kill them. Like, it makes sense. I would have really loved, instead of... Why would you of, only do that to one person? Because they only had one spy with them. They did. They okay. they had one okay, undercover agent. I would have liked... I think it would have been a cleaner explanation if they had said he was a Hessian instead of a Brit. Um, because, <laughs> Same thing, I mean, right? No. <laughs> Not to lump one group of people with another, but... 
say Donald Trump. <laughs> no, just just the Hessians had like we know as fans, like we know that the I'm Hessians make are known the for magic. Great again. I'm sorry. Interrupt my point to like make a bad <laughs> Donald Trump joke. joke. Um, the Hessians were known for magic. The Brits, not as much. Is as far as we are concerned, it would have just cleaned it up instead of being like, why? But they get they find Betsy Ross's conveniently placed note. Yeah, I mean, is encoded just for Ichabod, because even though she knew that he knew nothing about the supernatural at this point in his life, she thought I'm better. I should encode a message that in case he figures out how to get down this path. Well, she figured that if Washington went back, he would bring Ichabod back to get her. I'm assuming. But at that point, oh, it seemed okay. a little preemptive because she's like, I'm going to write a note just in case I get trapped and nobody else gets trapped. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's a little, it's a little weird. Hey, wibbly wobbly, timey wimey stuff, Zach. Don't compare this to Doctor Who. There's it's, no time travel involved here. So it's not actually. I saw a comic somebody posted online that had like somebody watching TV and it said Sleepy Hollow and they're engaged. Then it said Doctor Who and they're really engaged. Then it said like Game of Thrones, their TV, their heads to the TV, like really excited. I'm like. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not compare those. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so when we get down there, we find Betsy Ross. Like, I, I, I don't think any of us were really surprised. Uh, just the way they even just, like, started talking about her at the top. And they did the flashback to her. It was like, okay, you're flashing back to this so that you can establish that when we when we find her. Well, they... Est- they- flashed back to her being trapped in there after we find her. No, at the beginning of the episode they did a they did a quick flashback from Ichabod. Oh, just when they the, went, like rehashing old stuff. That's true. So for me it was like as soon as they showed that, I'm like, okay, just structurally I know what you're hinting at here. Is it bad that like as soon as she uncovered like the thing and saw Betsy Ross, I was thinking of Quagmire being like, Jackpot well, because it's just like, you're like, oh, my God, they're bringing this character to the present. I, and you know they're that not, she's not dead. They're not. Um, one, of the, one of the fans tweeted me an article where it was an interview with, um, what's his name? Clifton Gamble? Gamble? The showrunner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he said that this, this uh, finale was, was seen as a way to kind of put in and like closure on Ichabod's relationship with Betsy and that she can't travel to the modern time from there. She can only go back to her time. Oh, okay. I mean, that makes sense a little bit. Does it? That doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, I'm curious to see how they're going to explain that. Um, But that seems like just adding a rule that we had not previously established. Well, I mean, you you think about it. It's like our people, our people always end up going back to their time. No, Abby went back two months later. Well, maybe she was only actually in there for two months, and she it just felt like longer. Hmm. So, like you're saying that Betsy's been there in th- for three months in her in her mind, and if she leaves, she'll just be three months in the future. Probably. So then you're saying so that she's it- the actual Betsy Ross. So if you're gonna play with time here, you could technically say that. If they all leave and Betsy goes back to her time, she's technically the Betsy Ross that sent Ichabod the letter and then could never see him again because if she saw him again, then would he, wouldn't, he wouldn't, yeah, it would break the cycle and he wouldn't be able to find her in there and understand And it. that makes sense why she would have never talked to him again. So mm-hmm. I get, so that makes sense. I bet next <clears> episode we'll get Ichabod being like, you can never talk to me. 
Well, let's. Well, well, we didn't. No, not knowing all of that. Um, there's this this very funny look from uh, Betsy to Abby, basically. Where it's like, who is this? Because basically, Ichabod, like, regardless of what what you feel about them dating, Ichabod brought his like new best friend partner along and ran into his ex best Best friend friend partner. partner. Yeah. Um, And it's all that they love. Like Ichabod says, he loves her or she loves him. So. It's like kind of a little bit. Do you think Betsy senses that? Yeah, but she's like making out with Reynolds right now, so. A lot of people are asking, like, well, just from Betsy, like, does Betsy know that Abby is a witness? Does she, or does she just suspect that there's something between them? Probably suspects there's something between them, because I'm not so, like, I don't know. It just doesn't seem. Like she would know that. I think it was more for the viewer's sake than for the character actually thinking there's something between them. And you're like, all right, let's move it along so you can add this type of suspense between the characters. Because, I mean, honestly, I think if it was anyone else, she'd be looking at Abby like, oh, I just kind of like was really, I woke up and was kind of a little bit excited that he's here in front of somebody (laughs) else. I don't think it was like, oh, are you two dating or something? I mean, it's two months later. Yeah. Um, but then of course the big reveal. This was this was well, a they didn't weird, even have the reveal. Well, this was a weird way with the reveal for Betsy. It was a weird way to end the episode. Yeah, like they of all the different plot lines that closed that like were left as cliffhangers in this in this episode. The one they decided to end the episode on was, "What year do you think it is?" This felt 1777. Like a- if they they could have ended it on Joe dying, they could have ended it on the hidden one saying the world will burn. But they ended on a revelation of information that we already knew. Yeah, that already happened in the very first episode of the series. Um, I think honestly, I would have preferred to take this week off from the show and get a two hour finale next week. Yeah. Well, that's the thing that like this uh, this episode felt very slow, and it's still like this is just more. For my my theory, I think this show could be ten times stronger with a third fewer episodes. Because I'll bet you that what we get in the episode in the finale, if we crammed what we got here and what we get next week into one, I'll bet you that's one awesome episode as opposed to two slower moving, like kind of not very full episodes. Um, it, you're you're right though that Joe's death just seemed kind of downplayed. Like, if it was the end of the episode, it would have been a little bit more impactful. It wasn't that it, not just that it was downplayed, it literally made no sense. Because when you've had, like, again, not to bring up Buffy, but I'm bringing up Buffy. There's, there was a character on, um, on Buffy who was a werewolf. And whenever he went too wild as a werewolf, they shot him with a tranquilizer dart. And so I was like, why didn't they just shoot Joe with a tranquilizer dart, like a heavy tranquilizer, take him down to the their little like basement dungeon area and just lock him in there until they figured out what to do with him? Why? Why, why, why on earth would your like reaction be, I should bring along a gun that will probably kill him, and then when I get into the heat of the moment and scared and nervous or whatever, I shoot him. Ezra was just like I In don't the get, chest. I don't get to use this gun often. I want to use this gun. 
<laughs> He's just like, you know, I haven't used yeah, this RPG I, well, so like was, pistol in a it while. It just made me that so was mad. Another, it was nonsensical. Yeah, that was another big revelation of this episode was that Papa Mills not only knows about all the supernatural stuff, but is deep into it. Like he is buddies with August Corbin. He what? is what? Uh, he's buddies. He, he knew Corbin. He knew Nevins. He knew. All of these guys, and he seemingly is like the most well-equipped monster hunter that we've met on this show. This is something uh, that you talked about pacing, and this is something that I wish we would have seen earlier because we were teased. We were teased so much about Papa Mills, Papa Mills, Papa Mills, and now in the penultimate episode, we're finding out all this information that I feel would have been interesting to like discover and uncover a little bit earlier in the season. A uh, real quick side note. Hey, uh, Steve in the booth, can you turn down the TriCaster uh, level on the mixer? We're getting a buzz. Um, but yeah, so it is cool. Like this is interesting stuff. Like it, seemingly what my theory is just from this was that he's maybe he's the one who's, See, he's feeding Reynolds and uh, the other and the other guy from uh, the FBI. Like he's this he's the big dog in this story that he had to leave the girls because he when he when they he abandoned them around when they saw the trees um, from the very beginning of the show. Yeah. Right. So maybe that was basically he discovered, oh, Abby is a witness I can't be here. I'm putting her in danger, and she's more important than just me being a supportive father. So I have to leave. I think that's true, and I think I think he's probably the linchpin to stop the hidden one. Because if he's so aware of everything going on, <clears throat> I mean, he, <clears throat> sorry, he was so unfazed by Joe turning into Wendigo that I think I know you're I know you're verklempt over Joe. I'm just verklempt. No, I mean he was he was so okay with everything that I'd hope that he knowed knows what's going on with uh, the hidden one and Pandora. Like you'd think that he'd know some of it, even if he if he has all these resources, he could probably hack and do surveillance on what they're doing. So he might have some way to fight against the hidden one, which is why he didn't want to reveal his hand too soon. The thing is, though, I just what I really hated about this Joe thing, and I'm sorry, like if I'm gonna go off on this for a second. Please, rant. No, oh, you're, you're entitled to it. Yeah, I'm just sighing dejectedly. <laughs> Guys, we had a whole episode turning him into a Wendigo. Okay. and then about last season. Last season. Just to clarify. We saved him, and they said if he turns into a Wendigo one more time, he's going to be one forever. So then this season, we turn him into a Wendigo intentionally to activate the box to get... Ichabod out of the area where the hidden one should have just killed him. Um, all right. And then the box takes away his Wendigo powers and the Wendigo is gone from him. We used like a whole plot line to say that there's no more Wendigo in Joe. They didn't say that there was no more Wendigo. They said that the evil had been, was it the evil had been taken out of him? Yeah, the evil was like used up <clears throat> or something and it might have weird changes. Yeah. But we made that like a point. 
So why is it that it's just so easy to turn him back into a Wendigo? And then yeah. he doesn't. There's no effect whatsoever. It's not even that like like when he was a Wendigo before he could recognize Jenny and have something like that. So like now he's a Wendigo and he's just like before. He can't recognize anyone. He's just a beast. Like that's what like at least have the thing that Pandora did make some change where maybe Hidden One turned him into a Wendigo. And suddenly he's completely lucid while being a Wendigo. Like, that would have been super interesting. Like, okay, the Pandora thing had an effect on him, and it backfired the Hidden One's plan. The Hidden One doesn't have, like, cameras watching him, so it would be kind of a cool little plot device to say, holy crap, the Hidden One just turned Joe into Wendigo, yes, but Joe is still Joe as a Wendigo, which gives them, like, a badass freaking guy on their side who has claws and looks like he could kick some ass. And it puts a major strain on Jenny and Joe because what do you do if your boyfriend, he's totally the same guy, but he has antlers and exposed teeth and looks and smells like death. You sell it to MTV or TLC as a reality show. <laughs> but the thing, like, the fact that they turn him into one go, they're just trying to push this father-daughter relationship saying that Jenny's willing to kill her boyfriend for her father, which is, like, a more truer love or whatever. That's I'm probably where they're going with this. But, like, why didn't they just have the hidden one actually grow some balls and kill Joe and be like... Boom. Boom. I'm going to just send this glowing stuff down to Joe and blow him up in front of Jenny's father. Then Jenny shows up, sees her father, and her boyfriend's just a pile of goop with his head rolling on the ground. Like, then you get some stress between Jenny and her father thinking, oh my god, what did you do? Yeah. Or what happened? Like, god, like, why have Jenny... Let me tell, let me tell you, how, right, okay, I agree with everything you just said, plus, writers, when you're writing someone's death like that... It has to make sense in the story, and so in, in let's say it seems like it seems like Joe Corbin, the the guy who plays the guy who plays Joe Corbin, is not. If there's a fourth season, is not coming back. Maybe they don't have any options on him. I don't know what the deal is. So you have to kill the character off. Well, okay, if you're constrained in such a way where you have to kill the character off, you have to have it make sense. And it would have been made more sense if Jenny going to up to shoot the hidden one gets so mad he just kills him like why would he turn him into it doesn't make any sense he would have just killed him on the spot he's like, about to burn the earth down right. like he's like, not really he care. about the dynamics why is he doing the dr evil shark tank thing like why would he not just kill him on the spot and it would make more sense to all of us we'd i'm be gonna, like oh that makes sense i'm gonna rewrite yeah. this scene real quick right the hidden one says i'm going to make him a beast again Joe turns into the beast, attacking the father. Jenny shows up. She's about to save him. And then Joe gets shot through the chest, turns around. Hey, Jenny, I got here just in time. No, no, no. no, no. And Holly saves the day no. and takes down the hidden one all in the span of three breaths. And then we get Sleepy Hollow season four, shipping Jenny and Holly. And that's, you know what? No. That's it. No. That's it. No. Um, but I, what I, what I think they're going to bring him I, back. I don't think Joe's dead for good. I, I just, think he is because it seems like the actor is not available. Well, behind the scenes four. stuff aside, like just dealing with what we're presented on the show. I it didn't seems, care. I didn't <laughs> care. Like he died. He's one of my favorite characters in the show. Yep. He died and I didn't care. I was just, I was like the least impacted of anything. You know what? I cared more when his dad died in like the second episode by getting his head cut off. First. First episode. I cared more about him dying than I cared about Joe, who I've known from like a season. And, like, I just didn't care. It's like, oh, you got shot What I would have liked more is for Joe to, for this to, his death to actually mean something. Yes. Like, that's the thing is he didn't, there was no And they don't even have to keep the antlers and mount it on the wall. There, there was no real consequence to 
like other than losing a character, nothing came from his death. Like I would have, what I would have liked is okay. He has to be the Wendigo. Make that Joe's like decision. Like he has to sacrifice himself by becoming the Wendigo to go at the hidden one. It doesn't even have to be successful because that's an even sadder point. Is that yeah. he thinks if I become the Wendigo, if I turn myself into this monster, I can save us. And then he charges at him. Red light. He red lightnings him to death, which we'll talk about the red lightning in a minute. We'll get to it, Stephen. Um, and then he, but he dies, and it's it's a futile effort. But that's an that's an extreme sacrifice for the character. He goes out in a blaze of glory, regardless of whether or not it was successful. And that's a better way to say goodbye to the character than, oh, I had to put him down. It just it doesn't it didn't have the. She put him down like a dog, and it's like the thing the. Th- I really get bothered when smart characters make the stupidest decisions possible. Jenny is a really smart character. And yes, she made a stupid decision to go and like try and attack the hidden one, but it makes sense. Like it makes sense that you would try and shoot and and get rid of the days of our lives time machine thing. Um, she behaved but, but, as I expect the character to behave. But I don't see like when you could shoot him with a tranquilizer dart and then figure out stuff later, I don't I don't see why you would just like shoot him with like in the chest with a gun. I mean like, the thing it that doesn't I, make any the only sense. thing that I could think is that they don't have a tranquilizer powerful enough to take down a Wendigo. What I just don't get. Alright, the hidden one doesn't love anything. He's gonna kill everyone on the planet. He loves to just make everyone miserable. Except every time he tries to do it, something foils his plan, like the Scooby Doo gang. And Honestly, he was so angry when that shield came up and, like, was holding the last sand piece. If it wasn't, if I was the hidden one, man, that shield would have been disintegrated. I would have been like, all right, dead, 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 dead. All of our characters are just dead. The hidden one wins, and then we get a dinosaurs-esque ending to the series. They keep referring to the hidden one as, like, omniscient. Did you just refer to the dinosaurs show from, like, the 90s? Yeah, you know the series finale of that show was the comment... Comet hitting yes. the earth and everyone dying. It was a children's show and everything dies. That's life, man. That's it's like it goes. they're sitting alone in a dark wor- room just saying, well, I guess we don't know what happens. Spoiler alert for dinosaurs from the 90s. <laughs> but look it up. It's uh, on YouTube. It's one of the most depressing pieces of television but, you'll ever watch. But it is like a little bit, going back to Sleep Hollow, it is a little bit unclear exactly like how much power the hidden one has because they keep referring to it as omniscient or omni- omnipotent. And yet he can't do, do much yeah. until now. So now he's like activated the hourglass. We have that shiny one last bit of sand that falls as Pandora tries. And like I, I still like Pandora's been at least an interesting character oh, she's this really season. Interesting. Maybe they um, meant omnipotent oh <laughs> instead of omnipotent. Um, it's easy to mix up. But the actress has been great. I think if anything, if anything, she's been one of the highlights of yes. the season. Her yeah. performance has been sol- more than solid. Um, but yeah, it's just like, it, like, we don't even need to get too much into her and the Hidden Ones back and forth, because there's not much there. Like, they built a force field that, that immediately went away. It was um, just, it was one of those things to me that was like, uh, equivalent to a MacGuffin. It's like, we're setting up this thing where we know this guy's going to win, but we have to get our team together and in one place doing something while while yeah. Abby and Ichabod are doing something else. All right, guys, you have a guy going to destroy the world and kill everyone on Earth, all right? That's the hidden one, right? Okay. Do you feel any sense of impending doom in this show at all? 
No, because they've made... This is the problem with Apocalypse... They've made him a bitch. This, well, no, this is the problem with Apocalypse storylines, is that we know as fans, if the show is... Unless this is the series finale, and it's they're not presenting it as such... We know that the entire Earth is not going to be destroyed. We know he's... Dinosaur. Dinosaur. Series finale. That's what I'm saying. This is not the series finale. This is the... They, they even say it's the, the next week is the season finale. I think... So we know they're not going to burn everything down. Joe so should have, have died to, in the finale. Maybe, but like what I'm saying is like it we the but those are stakes, like human stakes, like on a on a personal level, when one mm. character dying or another character dying, or like having to sacrifice yourself, those are stakes that we can get behind and that feel dangerous to us. Because as a fan, the only real threat to us is losing the ability to watch a character that we enjoy. That's the most dangerous thing as a fan that you can find yourself in is I don't get to see Joe be, be and Jenny together anymore. That's a that's something that we feel. I've been but calling for world, Holly to come back for like a season now. No, the world is not going to be destroyed because then there wouldn't be a show. So there's no real stakes. We know the hidden one can't succeed. So don't present, don't lie to us and tell us that he is because we know he's not going to. So and that's why this the end the episode feels like a like a meh. sure we'll keep going because I'm interested to see where the characters go to. And what how they go about stopping him, but that's not enough to make it a great finale. Uh, I think I'm yeah. moving off of what you just said. I think you know there are there are nuggets of like intrigue and possibility, and they just don't seem to pick up on them. Like with Papa Mills, it's like all this stuff happens now, and it's like this is great. It's really interesting now, but I feel like this is stuff that they should have been into or developing throughout the whole season because yeah. part of the reason we love Sleepy <coughs> Hollow is these like levels of like secrets and intrigue. And then for Reynolds, it turns out that he didn't really know anything about why he was spying on Abby. He was just spying on Abby. And I'm like, really? No crap. Here's a I was like, that's so wah-wah anticlimactic. Here's a question from the chat roll that I'm curious your guys' take on. Uh, Drew... Drew uh, Mai uh, wants to know, please tell me if the other gods locked the Hidden One away, where are they now? Yep. 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 And I I hadn't thought about that before, but now that you mention it, they have not established where the other gods went. The other gods were killed off. When? How? No, they just, they people liked them a lot, so they killed them. Is this like, is this like American God style where it's like, because we don't pray to them anymore, they're just like... In the Who wind? prays to the hidden one? Like, uh, I mean, sorry. It's a very yeah. good point. It's a very good point. When you have people battling a god, it, like in the last episode, there better be like a pantheon of gods that comes in. And we wasn't have that, there an angel? There was. I was just gonna say that. <laughs> Stole it from your mind. They've, they've been. They've established otherworldly beings. So where, if, if the hidden one's really gonna raise the earth? Where are they? Like, if the, if if this something so dangerous is happening, this isn't like, oh, we're taking over town, like, we're going to kill some people. Like, no, this is like, the world will go away. If you establish gods, where are all of the other people who would be threatened by this? Do you think that's the question they want us to be asking right now? Like, do you think that's the linchpin for the finale, is that it opens up this world at the end where more gods show up and suddenly we just open up the universe. I mean, that could be interesting, but it feels like that's too big for this show. 
I feel like just Zack Snyder's gonna come in and make the Hidden One watch Batman versus no. Superman, and he just goes and cries. <laughs> he's right just now. he's locked forever in that he, cycle. The Hidden One walks out like I can't believe that they just. There wasn't even a story in there. <laughs> He's complaining about the movie. Well, oh my god! Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna just predict something real quick. The end of the, or the end of the hidden one is everyone standing around him singing the national anthem. Yes. And wrapping him in the American flag. Oh my god. America. That, at first I thought you said and wrapping with the American flag, which would be even funnier. That would kind of be amazing. <laughs> um, I kind of want that to happen now. I want that to happen, too. I want a like rap Sleepy version Hollow of the nas- national anthem performed by the Sleepy Hollow cast as the hidden one dies. Sleepy Hollow <laughs> 4 just turns into a comedy. Like, they're just like, this is ridiculous, so we're going to be ridiculous. And can we just, like, say for a second, like, Pandora? Okay, her love of the hidden one, like... You know, I haven't really seen any love from his part at all, but it feels like he wasn't even acting. So, like, did she just stay with him for all these years, like, loving him, even though she never got anything except her power in return? So Mm. doesn't she only love power, too? So I'm thinking that she's going to try to take the power away from him. I would love to see that. And then she'll still be the big baddie, but she's not going to try to destroy the Earth. Pandora loves power, I think, as much as any human being does. And that's what I find interesting about her characters. Yeah, she does want power, but... She wants to use the. It's what she wants to do with that power that is different from the hidden one. Because what what, are, what have we seen her do in this show? We've seen her sit, like spare the hidden one. It feels we've just, seen her try to help the hidden one regain his power, and we've seen her try to, now trying to protect humanity. She is like any, in any move that she has made, for better or worse, she has been looking out for somebody else. I think they I think she's gonna make him mortal. I think she'll steal the power somehow, make him mortal, and not even lock him away. Just make him mortal and have to stay on Earth. And I think she'll reveal his name to be something like Francis or Willis or something. Francis Willis. Oh, God. I used to be the hidden I one. I told you to call me the hidden one. Willis. All right, Gosh, all right. Well, what happened to the hidden one's brother? That's the thing I want to know. That's the thing is the other gods that are in this whole thing, like where, like did the hidden one kill them? What I would have liked, what I would have liked, is that Ichabod and Abby, when they went into that world between worlds, and if they went, or the catacombs, if they went to a, like a secret room, wouldn't it be the coolest thing if they found like the hidden one's brother trapped in there, and then they were like, "Yeah, we're gonna bring this guy out." I'm gonna like, say something that's gonna make you guys a little bit angry. Okay. okay. If it's so, about Holly, you can stop. It's me. not about Holly. It's like. Abby was stuck there for a year and mapped out the entire region, and from everywhere she went, she didn't freaking find the bodies of the soldiers. Because she said she couldn't read the wall. No, the bodies of the soldiers are not actually in the catacombs. They're not in the catacombs. They're, no, because oh, they crossed the, the trees. They're on God. the banks of the river Sticks. Yeah, and then she explained God, that she that couldn't... makes more sense then. She explained that she couldn't get into the room because she couldn't read the markings on the wall. I feel like one of those days, she would have just been, like, touching everything. It would have, like, eventually, like, let her in. But it's probably like, you know, like when you enter a password too many times, it locks you out. Like if you if you touch all the letters, it's like, no, you don't know the one. You it don't like get she hits it. it and then suddenly she hears loud voices. Hint, your dog's best friend's name <laughs> in second grade. <laughs> Who made the American flag? She's like, I don't know. <laughs> I've been trapped here for years. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Uh, but yeah. So dinosaurs. <laughs> um, do you guys have any other thoughts on this episode? I want Sleepy Hollow 
if they make any merch from this show, I want them to make cappuccino and donuts that I can eat. Because every time I see this show, I'm like, there are delicious looking things. Is that what you thought? Because I was watching that scene thinking that Tom Meissen was like cringing from the fact that he probably had to do another take and bite into a donut again. Like, I feel like he ate like 10 donuts within the filming of that scene. I would enjoy eating 10 And every time he ate, he's like, they make it look it's so delicious. Dry. Where did he learn to like stencil his face in coffee? Like, is that how you get the girls back in like revolutionary times? I've stenciled my name in coffee for you, good madam. Oh Would you God. kindly make me a flag, then get locked in the catacombs? That's his face it was supposed to be. It looked like Che Guevara. <laughs> it really did. I was so confused. So it's a ridiculous, ridiculous scene. Right. It's like she just got off the coffee. Do you know how hard it is to quit coffee? I just had a big gulp of iced coffee to come in here. We saw. You finished it off on the show. That coffee I know. looked delicious, though. It really looked delicious. It's an addiction. Don't she? Don't put, like put her back on the wagon or uh, off the wagon, whatever the right way is. I forget. All right, guys. Uh, sleeping to Abbey. Yeah, I think it's time we take a little trip down to Sleeping to Abbey to see. Mysteries are. I afoot. didn't say that guy's last name right, did I? No. No. It's Che. Che Guevara. Guevara. It's most scandalous the way Jackie pronounced the name. It's terribly scandalous. This week on Sleeping Tin Abbey, the hidden one finds himself seeking out the only thing that he loves, and it is not Pandora, but Duracell batteries. <laughs> and other characters' ventures. Some may be lost forever. I heard that young Ichabod Crane is going around town wooing young maidens of the age of fairness with coffee stenciled with his face. <laughs> Most, Most scandalous. scandalous. Two shots of espresso and some cream. The cream is most scandalous. It's most scandalous. I heard Ichabod Crane is making cappuccino, but letting the milk rest for more than 10 seconds, creating a bitter coffee. <gasps> most scandalous. I heard that Ichabod Crane is addicted to pastries. <laughs> most scandalous indeed. I heard that while all of this is going on, he is courting but two ladies of the <laughs> at the same time. You know, I wasn't going to say one anything, but... One of them is dead. No most one, scandalous. Most scandalous indeed. I got some things to tell y'all about, uh, about two scandalous. ladies at the same time. I say Holly may know something of necrophilia. <laughs> <laughs> he strikes me as that sort of a man. It is most scandalous. It's like the ancient symbol for Cosby that they open the door with. Oh, God. Bad joke. And that has been this week's. <laughs> and that's where we're going to sleep in Abbey. <laughs> this, that whole thing was most scandalous. My mind hurts. <laughs> oh, God. Dinosaurs. Um, all right, predictions. We got some fun stuff to talk about, some stuff I'm actually excited for. So let's hit that predictions button. Headless is back. Yeah. Oh my god, that's the best moment of this entire hour of television. You know what? Kill Joe ten more times if we get Kedless back. Like, thank you. If that's the tr like, it's it not fun that we had to lose Joe. Because again, like, he has been one of the highlights of this season because he added a new dynamic that we didn't have before. Watch and they took an actual fun character and put him back in, which is something that Sleepy Hollow has been awful at this entire time of setting up cool things and taking him away. Let's say, like, take yes. his soul and put it into Headless's body. No, that'd be stupid. <laughs> so, like, like father, like son, they're both kind of headless. 
<laughs> what if the what if that's so okay? So in the preview, if you guys missed it, like we got head, we saw like then we we saw Ichabod summit with the with Pandora's box summoning the horsemen, um, and, and then they show they we have a shot of the of the headless horseman riding with a double axe, like not a double sided, like two double sided axes on a bar. It was awesome. They're called twin axes. Thank you, Zach. I don't think that's true. They can also be called battle axes. But it was, no, it's not a battle axe. It's a double battle axe. No, battle axes have both sides. I know, but there was one on the bottom and one on the top. Oh, it's Darth Maul. Got it. It's like a Darth Maul battle axe. Medieval headless Maul. (laughs) Medieval headless Maul. I like that. He killed younglings. That said, like, what, what you were saying before, like, that would be interesting if that's not... The headless horseman. It's not Abraham. Um, it's not Abraham. It's August Corbin as the headless horseman. What? That's Come not what to it's get revenge be. for his son's death. <laughs> That'd be fun. That would, see that actually might be cool. Yes. Um, but I don't think it is because we saw Ichabod holding what looked like the head of the kindred. How are they still doing things? I thought as soon as the sand dropped, he got his power back and the world was over. Like, how are people still doing things? Isn't the world over now? Look, it takes time. It takes time to end the world. <laughs> It was built in seven days. It's a process. There's a lot of paperwork you have to file before you burn the earth down. God, I'm the Abbey. Gotta love me. What? Dinosaurs. No, I got the dinosaurs (laughs) part of that. That wasn't the part I was confused by. See, look at that. All right. Okay, yeah. but it's on both ends. Got it. That's cool. Yeah, it was that's that was the thing. He had one like at, he was gripping in the middle. He had a bigger battle axe on top and a smaller battle axe on the bottom. Maybe the other gods are the horsemen of the apocalypse. I, I don't see what. I don't see how that makes sense. I would they were love, humans at yeah. first. Again, I would love to get the four horsemen of the apocalypse because yes. that's what the show promised us in season and then one. Took it away. We were promised a shot. Of four horsemen riding into battle, and one of them is missing a head. I was expecting Johnny Depp and Christopher Walken, and I haven't gotten any of that in all three seasons. Were you oh expecting God. Christina Ricci, too? I thought she was Betsy Ross. All right, all right, all right. Um, any other predictions, guys, for this for the season finale? Potentially, again, series finale of Sleepy Hollow? I predict a huge cliffhanger because they wanted season four. I, I mean, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I think that it's clear from this episode that they are building towards trying for that season for that season four that has not been given to them. Um, I like I said before, I think it's the ratings are not terrible, but they're not great either. So I think it's going to come down to what other what other options does Fox have? I think Ezra is a Freemason and he'll seal the hidden one. Oh, that would be cool if he was a Freemason. That would be a a nice twist. Um, Or if he's a Hessian. (gasps) Hessian. No, I don't see how he could be, though, because he said he has, he said that he. Exactly. What's with the lisp, though? Honestly, like he didn't have it before is bad. In this episode, he had a huge lisp. I didn't notice it so much. Use this gun. It's like Mike Tyson's helping the witnesses now. Oh, come on. All right, I won't be that mean, but just, all right, I think that's it. But he said yeah. he owes Corbin a favor, though, so we know that. That's yeah, for taking care of his daughters. Well, that's true. That's true, but maybe he owes some favors for other things. I sort of thought that's what I assumed it was, but you never know. You never know. Like they, if they have known each other that long, you never know what they have been through together. Dude, he takes a mean picture, though. He does. 
He takes a good picture. picture. They last a long time. They last a long time. Yeah, <laughs> speaks a thousand words. Um, All right, that's real, it. Real quick, I just want to give some shout-outs to, to people. Lana Vase wrote in again, of course. Thank okay. you, Lana Vase. <laughs> time is breaking. We only got four minutes to save the world. Shoot a boy, traumatize a girl. <laughs> we only got four minutes to save the world. Um, we finally got Naked Joe on the show, and it was when he was dying. A shame, but I'm glad they didn't chicken out about the Wendy Joe thing. Uh, we've already given our thoughts on that. Um, <laughs> we didn't see his Wendy Joe Oh, that was like a funny framing when it's like overhead shot I know, and her and like, elbow is just like covering his crotch. You realize that. I was like, oh, he's naked. Got it. <laughs> it's not like Hulk. Um, Jen from Long Island says, a really great podcast. I've been listening to you guys for a while now, and you guys always crack me up, especially when you do Sleeping to Nabby. Glad somebody's laughing. That's not just us. I'm certainly not uh, laughing. Uh, that's my favorite part, she says. I always like listening to you guys because you always seem to have a great way of explaining things and come up with great predictions. Well, I always look forward to hearing you keep up the good work. Aww. One more episode we got to keep up on. And then, uh, yeah. Let's uh, uh, until next week, guys. Until the season finale of Sleepy Hollow. Uh, I have been your host, Zach Wilson. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube at that Zach Wilson. Be sure to go subscribe in my uh, as I try my goal for 2016 is to get to a thousand subscribers on my YouTube page. It's that Zach Wilson. I got Grim coming up next here at AfterBuzz and a whole bunch of other shows that you can find on my Twitter page. Jackie you Brasky. can find me one two three Jackie B on Instagram, Twitter, and my website. No underscore. Uh, I fixed it. I fixed oh, it. what? No yeah. underscores. You don't no have to hold shift while you find her. Uh, <laughs> you guys can find me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux, S T P H E N L E M I U X. Check out our movie network, Popcorn Talk Network, on Twitter at the Popcorn Talk, YouTube.com slash Popcorn Talk Network. All right, guys, we have been the Sleepy Hollow After Show. Thanks for geeking out with us. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. I'm the baby, gotta love me. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.